Hello and welcome to another adventurous episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast that doesn't know what vibing is and refuses to actually find out. My name is Adam Slater. I am one half of your host and with me as always is John. John, how are you doing today? I know what vibing is. Thank you. What? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um you got to be in touch with the with the language of the youth because uh, when you start reading their kids' text messages and stuff, like you got to know what these words mean. Sure. And there's some really great searches you can do to, right, to help you with the with the language, but the words are very specific. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get on Urban Dictionary. Right, and luckily they keep updating that, and and, and because there's, there's generational definitions. Right. Sure. So yeah. in our pre-show, everybody, we were talking about the word hooking up, and that means a lot of different things in a lot of different ge- generations. Yeah. True indeed. True indeed. Oh, uh, and of course, joining us as always is our esteemed producer, editor, director, writer, editor. I said that already. Felton. Felton, how are you doing today? Wow, I'm doing great. I'm vibing. I'm, I'm like the <laughs> I'm like the prince of this podcast now. Written, directed. Uh, yeah, starring, <laughs> composed, orchestrated, <laughs> stuntman. It's like it's like a it's like a Spike Spike Lee movie. He just has all the roles. Yeah, yeah exactly. All. And I will be in the movie as well. Of course. <laughs> it's more of a Woody Allen movie, I think. Didn't he do Woody Allen was always mostly in his movies? Yeah. Yeah, he was it's in all. Of yeah, Spike probably stole that from Woody Allen because that's something that. Spike definitely does. He's always in all of his movies. Just he's he's like the puffy of um, of, of cinema. Just like <laughs> he just can't stay in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ask if Woody I, Allen was still alive, John? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Woody Allen is still alive. Yeah, I think that's an unreasonable question. I mean. No, it's not. No, he's 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 an old man if he's still around. I I always miss the um the appeal to. Woody. I've only seen Alan. a couple. <laughs> I've only seen a couple of Woody Allen's films, but I did. I did enjoy them. I, I, Annie Hall is great. Um, that's a great movie. But I mean, I understand that he's a creep. Yeah. So that's what everyone says. Um, I've never gotten. I've, I've never been a fan of Woody Allen, so I've never watched anything that he's produced. So um, I'll just take people's word at it that, you know, he has some good movies out there. But it just... So it's an unfortunately high number of actors and actresses that are creeps. Yeah. It, Pro- it's Proportionally speaking, in the rest of the population, they, they, they're more <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd say don't even dig. Don't just enjoy the art. Do not, do not uh, look behind the curtain. You will not like what you see. And, and so our audience knows I have finished WandaVision, I have finished Falcon, and I have started Loki. So I'm all caught up on, on the Avengers. I know Adam dropped his, his WandaVision moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, there was only so many ways I could tell people it's really good. And it's not like it's a surprise that Marvel knows how to make good things. So. Yeah, they need to be marketing Wanda, though, as a mental health awareness Serious. yeah no i'm you're not wrong like it's it is a show about trauma like and dealing with it and how to deal with it in the worst way possible <laughs> so right. but uh 
Yes, but spoilers. I shows, no, I watched the two shows, and both of them begin begin and end with no point. Hmm. Like nothing advanced as a result of both of those shows. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier, especially. I know we're not like a Marvel spoiler podcast, but spoilers for Marvel stuff if you haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. Um, it was like kind of like the. It was good. Like, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But the end of the show is I'm Captain America. But that already had, like, I already did that. Like, that happened at the end of Endgame. He <laughs> gave me the shield, dude. Threw the shield away. And yeah, I don't want it. Steve. I don't want it. So. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the end of it. But, uh, oh, sorry. You fell. You guys. It's, it's, no, it's fine. I, it, it it didn't hold my interest enough to where I really cared how okay. it ended, so I, I'll get to it. Loki, though, I'm all in. I'm ready. They did the thing I wanted them to do. They made Loki DB mm-hmm. Cooper, and that's it. That's all I needed. So every Wednesday, such a weird day for a new. It show, is very I'm odd ready. that it's Wednesday. <laughs> well, uh, Luca came out on the 13th, which was a Sunday. So wait, mm-hmm. say that again. What came out Luke- on the 13th? Luca came out on the 13th, which is a Sunday. What, Loki? Luca. Luca. Luca, L-U-C-A. Luca. No, what is that? <laughs> I'm lost. No, I'm not up on that. Yeah, well, Look that they, they, okay. sent my, they sent my four-year-old an email, and they're like... Right? Hey, <laughs> hey so, Daddy's the hero again. Guess what? I got a surprise for you guys. <laughs> have have you guys bought any of the fifty dollar watch at home uh, movies? Yeah, no. Oh, you have Adam? Which ones? Uh, 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 Mulan. Or my wife did oh. specifically. My wife did it, and and I was just sort of present. So did did she do it, or did you did your smart dryer and washer order it for her? I think my my smart watch. <laughs> My Disney presents LG uh, washer dryer. No, uh, she she wanted to watch it. She really liked the Mulan cartoon. I really liked the Mulan animated film. I think it's I think it's quite good. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was weird doing it. Um, and I think that I don't know I don't know where I am on it. Fifty dollars is high. That's a high amount of money. And I not for my family. No, no, no. That that's the thing. But like, yeah, for you guys, for a family of six to watch a brand new movie for fifty bucks, like that's a no brainer. Um, but like, cause just me and my wife, like, it would be like, oh, we could just go to the movie theater, pay less money, and get like the big screen, and get the sound, if if I want that experience. But like the kind of movie that I'd totally be fine with no matter what, watching just on my 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 home system, which is you know still pretty good, but like watch on my home system, I I don't want to pay fifty bucks for that. Like I, I'd pay thirty bucks for that. So that's where I, that's where I'm at with it. Everybody's got a price, man. I know. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You want to know what my price? You want to know what my price is? What is your price, John? Having too many MFA apps. No, can I just? Make the point here. I'm I am I am I am all about MFA. I I am getting frustrated by the lack of standards in this business, where I I have to have multiple uh, MFA apps in order to run my life. As I uh, 
often say you should MFA everything. So anything possible, I have to MFA and I'm getting an increased number of these apps in my phone because certain institutions require you to use certain apps, you know, and right. um, they're all a little bit different, although sort of the same, but it is it definitely complicates things for the average user, I think, when we have to have multiple different ones and to remember to put all that back together after you get a new phone. Phones phones do things. They fall into lakes on their own. It's weird. Um, <laughs> just so jumps out. Just jumped they out the boat. And they just fall into lakes. Uh, they get they get um, accidentally picked up by strangers when you're at a bar and you sit it down on, a, on top of the bar. <laughs> it, you leave them places. Uh, Seatbacks of planes have to be a gold mine uh, for, for these things. Anyway, having two multiple MFA apps to me is is uh, it just complicates things for the average user. And I actually think that once we make security difficult to obtain. Uh, people will be less likely to do it. I mean, I even had a moment. I was putting in MFA on a new uh, website that I used the other day. That's really, really important to me. And um, I even had that moment of pause, like, oh, do I want to install another app? Like, there's no right. other way to do this. And the answer was no, I have to do it this way because that's the only one that was supported by that website. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many you have, Adam, but um, or Felton, but. Um, I think the economy is getting up there. It's not yeah. uncommon for people I know to have six to ten different MFA apps. Really? That many? Yeah, but that's going to be people in my world that do a lot of cybersecurity stuff. But yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you may have different firewalls and each one has a MFA solution. So each one requires you to use their MFA solution for that. Okay, right. understandable. I get that one. But banks, to me, are the worst. Most banks either just want to use an SMS message to do it, or if you can find like your investment institution or somebody else to do MFA, um, it often will require uh, use of the one that they approve. Yeah. RSA or Duo or, you know. Right, right. Do you or. Now for uh, just just for uh, curiosity's sake and, and, and just for the, the for edification of our of our listeners, um, why is a SMS MFA undesirable? SMS or not, not optimal. Okay, so SMS or two-factor authentication is not considered MFA. It's considered two-factor. So it's just a code that is sent to your email or to your phone. The reason it's not considered secure is that your phone can be spoofed and your email can be broken into. So sending a code to that source isn't considered to be secure enough, and it's not. We've proven that SMS um, can easily be spoofed and can easily be duplicated, so there's not a lot of security around that. So we don't suggest that specifically for security, although it has massive amounts of convenience to it, it is far better than nothing at all. Meaning that if that's the only choice your bank offers, 100% do the SMS message, that's great. However, MFA codes, random codes, push notifications, um, anything around in, in that in that arena, are, um, those apps are quite beneficial. I just thought of another one, by the way. Microsoft also has one if you want to secure your Xbox account. So there. <laughs> oh, they've got they've got their mm -hmm. own. Yeah, they've got their own. But Microsoft is going with the no password philosophy, which I do strongly encourage. We can get into that later if you'd like. But um, so 
having a, a multi-factor authentication on your phone, what happens is, is that you, you get a, a notification from the site or from the uh, device that you're trying to put multi-factor authentication on. You scan that code into your phone, and then that generates um, an, an algorithm that then you then seed back the application with the original code, and from there it knows how to calculate the rest and go forward. So after years of not using it, um, the code still works based off of time of day, the CPU, all kinds of other things. And phones now allow you to back up these codes. Password managers allow you to do them inside of that for many things. Um, a lot of development around MFA, and I don't think I've ever had, the past 12 months, I've seen more MFA projects going on than I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting requests and conversations around it from people that never would have asked for it before. Yeah. I find tremendous growth in that area, and I love it. I love to see it. Mm -hmm. I would just like to see some some developers. My message to developers out there is slow down and see. Okay, can we use a more generic format like a Google Authenticator or like a Forta Token or WatchGuard AuthPoint that can use any version of this, and not that something is geared specifically for a specific thing. Right. Well. There, there are there are security benefits to that it, for the average user that it gets much more confusing. Yeah, and 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 something you you touched on um, earlier, John, is that if uh, and I just sort of wanted to speak on it a little bit um, was you know the more difficult you make it for the end user, the less likely they are to actually do it. Um, right. So you know, yeah, and and with what you're saying is like. You know, how many people here, yeah, I need to do MFA. Yeah, that sounds really good. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, I don't have to change my passwords as often. That sounds neat. I don't have to remember them all. I could just do this MFA thing. Oh, sweet. Um, you know, that's a that's a really good thing. And it's a step forward both in convenience and it's a step forward in security. That's great. But, um, you know, how many people, you said you've got like eight MFA apps. Is that what you said? I'm not going to give the number, but I have multiple, multiple. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, For security reasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many how, how many people get to three and they go out of hell with this? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not installing another. I'm not, I'm not going to create an MFA folder of apps on my iPhone home screen. That's just stupid. I'm not doing. I bet it. you the frustration starts at two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the second one. Yeah. Yeah, the mm -hmm. second one. They're like, ugh, really? So. It yeah, actually, we, we know this from, from researching in this business that the key to security is adoption. And we always use the analogy of we need Betty and accounting to be able to use it right. while still maintaining security. So how do we get Betty and accounting to be able to be secure and to use security on a device? Well, a couple of ways you do that is make, make MFA very, very simple for her to use. Mm -hmm. And you also want to make sure that you have a reasonable password policy. It's, it's not hard for anybody to make oppressive security policies and procedures that basically make look like, like you're trying to get into the, you know, the NSA computer systems. Like you can do that, but it's not going to be adoptable by the users. You're going to get pushback. So we need it to be easy. So you can come up with compromises with, you know, touch ID access for uh, MFA push notifications for things like that, longer password policies or less complex password policies, none of this 25 character special, 25 character, all special characters. Right, two right. Characters, you know, it's, it, 
you have to kind of calm the madness and say, how can we make this adoptable? And MFA has done a lot around that if properly implemented because you can go through it and you can actually do single sign-on to multiple websites through portals. You can you can uh, have push access to get into a computer. You can have safe locations if, if that's what you want to do. Whereas like this office doesn't require MFA, but if you leave this office, you now have to use MFA to your computer. There's all kind of workarounds. You can do it by time of day. You can you can do it, and there's so many workarounds to make it convenient. My 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 thought is we still are almost there on standardization. We just need to get a little bit closer, and we need it especially around our financial institutions, brokerage houses, and retirement funds, and places where people are really keeping their nest eggs and where those keys to the kingdom are, to their kingdom anyway. Right. Right. It's it's interesting that the we, we touched on it I think on our last episode, but there's still a lot of um, old fashioned thinking inside the banks. Banks are banks are doing a lot around fraud prevention, things like that, around actual day to day security. I think it's very they're very limited in what they're currently doing. And I don't actually understand why. Why the average major financial institution doesn't offer true MFA access with right. a standard Google Authenticator type scenario, and I'm just using that as an analogy, as a generic term, lowercase Google Authenticator, meaning that just a generic app that can generate an MFA code, one inside of something somebody already has. Or even better, why wouldn't Apple or somebody just build MFA right into the operating system? Something that just makes it that accessible. I mean, I maintain that podcasts became successful because of it was built into the OS. You mm-hmm. won't require to go out and find a Stitcher app. And then you're always going to go have your specialists who are going to dig that stuff up. But to get to reach mass popularity, it needed to be built in to the operating yeah. system. Password managers are much more prevalent now thanks to them being built into phone operating systems. It's yeah. no longer this foreign, weird term that you bring up in conversations with customers. Like, oh, there's, a, there's apps that generate passwords for you? It's like, yeah, it's just on your phone. Man. You just look at it and it generates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of cool development around that. Um, and I know we talked last week about the um, or last episode about the uh, having your ID in there. So we can revisit that if you want. But Apple Pay is another terrific game. Samsung Pay, um, uh, Google Pay, like these things are terrific inventions that that are just they're just putting in a modern spin on classic tech. You know, right. using tokens and randomly generated numbers as opposed to actual credit card numbers. It's a terrific thing. Although, you still, I mean, you know, because they're so random, like you can't, if you buy something with Apple Pay, then you try to return it in the store and be like, well, can I have your credit card number? It won't translate back. Like there's a terrific security around that. Right. MFA could do the same thing if it was just built in, but it's going to require standardization across across the board. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I wonder what the, what the hesitancy is for why are banks not taking that next step. I know on my banking app, I have um, facial recognition. That I wonder if that is not on like yeah. if you go to the website, though, it's probably just asking you for a password and hopefully it's for a password. Have, hopefully you at least have a turn on for SMS. If not, do that. But then it will at least text you a code, get some level mm-hmm. of protection because, you know, a thief would just have to get access to your password. Yes, that is correct. And uh, they they give the option for SMS. I, I don't think they have an actual two-factor, um, not two-factor, but MFA um, put into the site. 
uh, at my bank. They don't. Yeah. And you probably bank with a big bank. My guess is if you banked at a smaller bank, you'd be more likely to get that. Credit unions and some of those places actually have better security around that than the larger institutions do. Mm-hmm. I found not just in security, but features features in general, like smaller banks were doing the uh, uh, mobile check deposit way before the the large horse drawn carriage bank that I use. Um, like it took <laughs> them it took them years. Like I had a friend that was just like with a smaller local credit union. And he, he was doing that from his phone like three or four years before my bank did. So it's 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 not it's it is security, but it's just featured like feature adoption in general. It's interesting. On the banking, my general feeling is that the larger banks, when you have fraud, they're just, they'll give you your money back. It, to them, yeah. they're like, they're deal with it. They have really effective mm-hmm. ways to give you your money back, but there is a dis- disruption that takes place while you're waiting for that money to come back or while you're waiting for a new debit card or in extreme cases, when you're waiting for a new checking account or a new actual, I don't think they call them checking accounts anymore, but spend accounts that you, uh, that, that you're, you're using, like you get your stuff back, but your life is just thrown into chaos because of that. So I, it's like, there's not a connection to securing that, uh, se- securing the actual, credentials around your account yeah yeah i mean yeah. banks are much you can go into a bank if you have an account you go into a bank you have an id you can get your work you know get whatever you need to, to work or do whatever they need you to do it's pretty simple they do have some level of security around that but logging in at interactions with the site transferring money adding bill payers all that kind of stuff that can all be done right from the online thing yeah mm-hmm yeah, like this, you know, I don't use these pay apps either, but like Zelle or Venmo, we talked about these before. I mean, is there security on those? Are they, is there a verification before you send cash on those, or is it really pretty straightforward? I believe it's pretty straightforward. Like the cash app, yeah, you can definitely send money to the wrong person if you just if you don't double check, um, you know, your characters or just to, to make sure you send it to the right person. It's real easy, I think, to send it to the wrong person. Um, unfortunately, I don't use it that often, but when I have, there's been times when I've been like, is this you? And they're like, no, no, that's not me. Whoa, hold on a second. But it's like I spelled it out just the way that they asked. And uh, But no, there's there's not really a lot of security on those, or at least on the Cash App. I'm not sure about the other ones. Yeah, I, uh, I only really use... Um just the Apple one and that's just done in text messages. Um, yeah, that's just done in text messages. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't use any of the other, the other apps. I had a, a, a friend, I think we talked about this in an early episode, but, um, that only used Venmo. So I had to download Venmo and it had like, this is a different topic than MFA entirely, but it still baffled me. Uh, uh, it had like history. Like you could just see people paying other people for things like people on your friends list. It would be like, hey, Jenny paid uh, Benjamin $10.80 for drinks. And it was just like, what the, what in the world? Like why? Yeah. <laughs> Give you why a- do I need to? We talked about this before, uh, how they just so public. 
yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's 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 a bizarre bizarre thing, but um, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I guess well, people well, can take of, back to the archives and find that. Yeah, well, kind of the piggyback on what you're saying, Adam, is um, I yeah, I was at the beach and there was a ice cream cart or something, and I didn't have any cash on me, and I was like, well, you know, do you have an app or whatever? And I think it was like Venmo, it was something I didn't have, and um, I went to download it. And halfway to download, I was like, you know what? I'm not, no, I'm not doing all that right now. We're just, you'll wait till we get home and you'll get ice cream. I, I just <laughs> didn't feel like going through the whole, uh, just through the whole process of downloading it, putting right. my information in and everything. And this kind of connects to what John is saying as far as how there's so many different MFA apps that are coming out now that, yeah, once you download the second or third one, you're just kind of like, you know what? I'm, I don't want to go through this anymore. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to do it. Yeah. So if there's just one, maybe two at the most, but yeah, I would say more, if they could just have one actual um, app that could be used universally, I think a lot more people would use it. I think you can have multiple. So I don't have a problem with it. There's like an app that connected to different services. Like Mm -hmm. I've kind of said this before, uh, we need like a, a, a hub app that connects to Hulu and Netflix and all these different services to kind of say, yeah. here's what you, here's your cloud DVR or whatever. I think mm-hmm. you can do that. I, I, I'm not trying to limit, I'm not trying to say we should pick whoever's in charge of the cash trans, transfers and they win and that's <laughs> it. I, I, I do believe in competition. I, I just think there should be more interoperability between those. Like yeah. there should be ways to send between different services. You know, I can pay somebody from one bank to another. Like there's an interoperability mm-hmm. exists there. It's not existing in um, the cash apps for sure. But back to the original conversation, I think having a generic way that you do MFA, like a, like a sta- industry standard version of MFA, would allow multiple apps to exist. But they all, but you can you as an individual can consolidate into the one you choose. Sort of like exactly. how you do podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you could get, you can listen to Wondery podcasts on Apple, or you can get the Wondery app, but that just lets you listen to other Wondery stuff, right? So, right. I mean, you you're making a decision, but you could use Stitcher or uh, I don't know, some what are some of the other ones out there in podcast land? Google Pocket, Play. I, Google yeah, Play. Google Play. I use Pocket Casts, so I like Pocket Casts a lot. But, yeah, but just but, so, so just a place for. A podcast is a standard. It yeah. has a standard, right? Yeah. You're just feeding the standard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's it's you know, podcasting is just it's just done off of an RSS link, right? So you just put the RSS link into whatever it is, and and you know, the 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 only reason I you know, Pocket Cast doesn't have anything. Like they don't have exclusive content or anything like that on their platform. I just like the way the app works and it's got a good uh, web interface too. So if I'm ever at home, like, and it syncs up and I can queue things and I just like it. So yeah, I mean, we need that for MFA is just the long and the short of it. And apparently we stumbled on needing it for cash apps as well. So (laughs) yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be back um, in uh, what you will perceive as almost instantaneous time. But for us, we're going to take a little bit of a stretch break here, but we'll be back shortly. 
Workforces are more spread out than ever before, and hackers are using this to their advantage. Social engineering attacks make up one-third of all data breaches. The only way to protect your organization is to know how susceptible you are. Let us help through targeted cybersecurity testing and training. Contact us today at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com to schedule your test. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. All right. See, everyone, I told you, almost imperceivably small amount of time, and we have returned for the second half of our show. John, there was something you mentioned earlier that um, I I wanted to get more of your thoughts on uh, because I've seen it floating around for a while in a couple different services, and that's the um, that's the no password. And and you said you're a big fan of it. Um, Yes. So so I I think it's a way to make. Um, higher security plausible. I think passwords are a bit of a dated thing. As we've seen, passwords can be stolen. Passwords can, the hashes can be cracked and um, people can get access to them. So how do we solve that? We solve that by wrapping an MFA layer over top of it. Then we tell, tell everybody that, hey, your password is going to be stolen, but at least it will at least make you more secure, which is a very, very true statement. Right. Saying that is it's not a true statement. It's very true. You need MFA because passwords will be stolen. However, with, with basically an MFA-only solution, if you will, that's not technically what it's called, but for our listeners, we can call it that, basically where you're just approving access from a known device and backing it up with a fingerprint or, or face ID, what would be the need for a password at that point? And the answer right. is there is none. There is no need for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a way to make it more adoptable. We we need to just have embedded like it is, it, we've done a great job educating people on credit card security and protecting our pin around that. We need that same group of marketing experts to push out the MFA and get people to to adopt that. And if that means we're eliminating passwords, so be it. I'm okay with that in yeah. many situations. I'm okay. With that. I believe Microsoft has taken that stance already. Uh, they have told me as much uh, when I go to manage my kid's Xbox life. Uh, they have said, hey, you can eliminate this password any time, man. Just let us know and install this app and you're done. And I'm sure that would be a very simple process in order right. to do that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely a, an interesting um an interesting path and and i'm and i'm glad that there's there's people much smarter than we are that have figured out like hey let's just get like we don't even need this crap anymore and and again it it goes back to the thing we keep saying that like it's 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 why touch id and face id took off because you're already holding your phone you're already looking at your phone if we can just use the fact that you're holding and looking at the phone and knowing that it's you to approve logins or or transactions or um, any of that kind of stuff, then great. Like, and, and, and it's certainly way more secure than, you know, me typing in Adam's password, one, two, three, like, um, on everything. Cause yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot easier to get through. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad that we're, 
we're moving through that and again to tie it back in like making it convenient for the user that's the only way it's going to that's the only way it's really going to work is when people adopt it so one of the people i credit with the advancement of a lot of security features is apple and google and um you won't hear me often cite google on this but i'll at least cite the android team and i think that they've done an excellent job in doing things on phones that drug along the population of, of users into more secure features. I mean, just talking with people who are not involved in security, you see them unlocking their phone with their passwords, you see them using their face instead of a pin code, you see them uh, using password managers. That's all being done through um, because of those companies, because people are following the push of their phone. When you turn on a new iPhone, which might have been a while since you guys have done that, since you replaced devices, it's a different experience. But hey, if there's a new feature, they're going to be like, hey, let's set this up now. You have to go to the little tiny option that says, I'll do this later if you right. don't want it. Like, hey, set up Apple Pay. Let's set up this. Let's set up a better. Oh, that password sucks. Let's, let's right. come up with a better one. Are you sure you don't want a better one? Because this one's really easy to guess, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I credit them with a lot of this, um, with a lot of these features and protecting uh, users' information. I do give them credit for that. I think that individualized apps can bust holes in it, but I, I wouldn't. Um, I, I guess I deviated my point there. I, I think the phones have done an excellent job in moving people along in security. I think they could be pinnacle in the push for no password and MFA everything uh, for sure. Um, much like how they will tell you if your password sucks, they could probably tell you, hey, you're, you don't have MFA on this. Let's go ahead and get that enabled for you. Right. Many companies have also just kind of forced people into it. Um, Apple did this with verification before you log into your iCloud account from a different computer. Yes. It wants verification on a known device. I think that's pretty cool. I think Amazon turned on 2FA for everybody. Um, if I'm not mistaken, if you log in from a different computer, because in my case, man, we got to get we got to get the my uh, we got to get my wife to be the email address on our Amazon account because I'll, I'll be sitting here at my desk and I also want to get a, a little ding on my phone saying, "Hey, do you want to <laughs> log in?" Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's her. Are you yeah. trying to do something? You know, then it's back and forth. It takes me out of my work for a few minutes. But mm -hmm. I do credit the companies who kind of force that along. I want to see that same thing from financial institutions, from credit card companies. Let's just turn it on. Let's just find a way to make it adoptable. And, and, and it, it should be very simple for these organizations to turn it on. It probably causes a little more work in some situations, which is why they might be hesitant to do it. But we have to we have to get past that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. A few more helpless people. Maybe we need a few less fraud, fraud people. Yes, I'm really hoping that yeah we start eliminating passwords and just go with MFA because I'm just I'm tired of passwords. Um, I have a password do you, manager. Do you personally use a password manager, Felton? I do. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. do, do, I, I started do, using one when I started working here. Does your wife? Uh, yes, I, I signed up the family for uh, for a password manager. Um, I, I think it was free, but you had to choose between um, either desktop or mobile with LastPass. And um, and I was like, you know what? I, I'm just going to pay for it just because 
I, I'm tired of using passwords, but if I'm gonna have to use them, it, it makes sense to just have a password manager because I just, I get tired of coming up with new passwords every time I wanna have an experience on online somewhere. It's just like, I, I can't keep up with all of them. And the really good ones will tell you, like they're saying, hey, you need to change this, this password sucks, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, um, I get, I just, go ahead, Adam. I was just saying, I get, I get notifications from LastPass, um, not just on this password sucks, but also, hey, this password was used on a website that got breached recently, you might want to go ahead and change it. Or, hey, this is kind of similar to another password you use. You want to change, like, yeah, like going through going through that, which which I really like, so. Side note, one of the things I advocate for is that parents keep track of, you know, like their kids' accounts and how they get into stuff. And, and what I can tell you is, like, I so I have logins for some of my kids' stuff, like my uh, or some of my kids' sports scores or access into their uh, school accounts or whatever. And it even tells you them, like, hey, this is a terrible password. Like, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I think is great. I think, you know, it also helps me educate my kids to say, yeah, you know, you got that password. I know it's easy to remember. Let's try to come up with something a little more complicated than that. Just so they start to develop those reps and, and get that work in. So it's, it's easier for them later on. Yeah. Yeah. That's where password managers really excel is, is yeah. When this all started, when it's like, okay, I have to have a password for, you know, this device or for this app, you know, like John said, you, I want something that I can remember. Um, something that's unique, but something that I can also remember because there were times when I'm like, I, I know that's my password and I'm going five, six tries, and, you know, then they lock you out. You got to wait 15 minutes in order to try again. Yeah. So uh, a password manager is just like, okay, I can just uh, just kind of Stevie Wonder across my keyboard. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, everybody still has, though. I, uh, um, not everybody, but the majority of people will always still have those bad passwords somewhere, whether it's something you don't use anymore or if it's just a, like, well, I have strong passwords everywhere, but I, I access this site a lot, so I keep this one simple. Um, you know. yes. I, and by the way, on passwords, I want to credit, so like I use Apple TV and I, I love when you, some of the apps, when you go to set it up on your TV or your your your, your uh, Apple TV, and it says, "Hey, just go to this website and enter this code. Don't enter in your password on this TV." Have you guys seen this? Like, mm -hmm. I think it's terrific. Like, mm -hmm. who.com/slash/activate. Just go do it on another day. Because yeah. if you don't have things like that, it promotes poor passwords. Right. It promotes something that you can enter in easily. Well, especially especially on those, um, you know. Uh, especially with trying to do it from a TV remote. I I I I saw someone uh, mm -hmm. I saw someone tweet the other day that like their personal hell would be entering passwords with a TV remote for eternity like that. Yeah. And it's just like yeah, <laughs> like that is that that it is most one of the most awful experiences. Mm -hmm. especially, again, especially if you're following good policy, like it's just it's one again it's one of those barriers. It's one of those things mm -hmm. that makes you just go. I, F it. I'm just, it's my, my password is cow one, two, three. Like I I'm just, I'm not doing this anymore. So yeah, I, when, when who started doing that, that code thing, I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So. Yeah. Cause I, I would get the uh, fire stick 
and I have to enter the password and it's click, 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 uh, click, click. That's a five minute, that's a five minute deal. And then I know <laughs> I put it in right and yeah. it would still deny it and I'd have to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. But yeah, if it's on, if they just tell you to go to your phone, it's so much faster and so much, uh, it's, it's the, the pain point is, well, there is no pain point anymore. Yeah, that, yeah. I wish everyone would do that. Well, and even, um, so on iOS, I don't know if you guys have had this happen. Uh, if you go to a site that has MFA or two-factor and they send an SMS message, I know it's not as secure, but if they send it as, a, as an SMS um, and you have your cursor in the, uh, in the, 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 the two-factor uh, field, you can just um, the, a button will pop up on the keyboard that just says, yep, mm-hmm. this, Hey, this, this two factor SMS that I just got, that's what I want to use. Um, and you don't, even, you don't even have to read. Yeah. I think you misspoke there. That is not. So SMS is not MFA. I, I said, uh, did I say MFA? I thought I said two factor. I thought you said originally. I just want to be clear that yeah, we yeah, don't it's two factor. MFA. We consider that to be second factor of authentication. Two, right. two. Right. And Sorry, I'm not, I'm not splitting hairs. But the, the, the difference, the main difference is one is a code you're providing. The other one is a code you're receiving. Yeah. So. And you can't control who all is going to be in receipt of that code. Right. Basically. Right. My crazy ex-girlfriend could have put a forward on my SMS all right guys i think i think that's going to wrap it up for us today uh thank you as always for joining us um if you if you did we really appreciate it you can leave a comment you can like it you can subscribe you can do whatever you want it's 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 your life it's a it's a it's america baby um but if you have questions comments topics you would like us to cover corrections you can send that in to podcast at jscmgroup.com. Again, that's podcast at jscmgroup.com. And uh, we hope to hear from you then. Otherwise, you guys have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. All right. All right.